five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. The true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In just a minute, we'll join Chief Cody and rookie fireman Tim Collins at the fire in the storage loft, which has presented Tim with a puzzling question of why it is dangerous in this case to fight an ordinary fire with ordinary water. The bales on the second floor, where the blaze has gotten a head start, are made up of nothing more than rags to be sent on to paper manufacturers. Anyway, the dense smoke has so far made it impossible for the engine company to hit it with plenty of water, and the rescue company men have donned heavy masks, which enable them to work their way right up to the flames. All except Tim Collins, that is. And if you don't remember the risk he faces, well, we'll join him right after this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's join Chief Cody and rookie fireman Tim Collins as they stand before the street entrance to the storage loft from which heavy clouds of dense, acrid smoke are pouring. Tim, in his Draeger helmet, which looks something like a light diver's helmet because of the circular glass window, well, Tim is anxious to join his buddies on the second floor. But the chief is afraid the engine company boys trying to work their way up the stairs without masks will be driven back. Actually, the emergency is far greater than that, as they discover when Lieutenant Dillon stumbles up out of breath, dizzy from an overdose. Hey, you and your men look pretty badly done in, Lieutenant. Yeah. You get right up to the head of the stairs, Collins. That's where the flame seems to be concentrated. And there's not a minute to lose, Dillon. No, sir. But not only for that reason, sir. One of my men crawled ahead. Just got off the stairs onto the second floor. We were getting the hose up for him when he keeled over. Good grief. You mean he's still there? Yes, Chief Cody. He couldn't... He couldn't get to us. Well, could your men give me a protective shower from the line while I crawl up there myself? It's the only way. We can still get part way up. But you wearing that Draeger helmet... Right, Lieutenant. You take over, Tim. Yes, sir. Oh, that man who passed out up there. Andy Parker. He'd already gotten too much smoke, but he said he was all right. Oh, that guy's got what it takes, Chief. He's the kind that never gives up. There's a friend of yours, Collins? Don't say was, sir. He is a friend of mine. I'll bring him down. I know how you feel, son. There but... can't be any buts, Chief. And he'd do the same for me. I'm going to get him back down those stairs or else. You can't do more than is humanly possible, Tim. But good luck to you. Are your men ready to head back into those fumes, Lieutenant? Of course. I'd order them back or they'd have gone up after Parker and been overcome themselves. We're going to take that line in again, men. Never mind the fire this time. We'll stay behind Collins of the rescue squad and give him a good bath. Okay, sir, I'll close the glass plate in my helmet if there's nothing more, Chief. Nothing more. Except that the flames have already reached that young fellow up there. Don't try to do the impossible. Yes, sir. Well, here, let me, let me close that for you. Make sure it's good and tight. How long can he work in that mask, Chief? Well, much longer than this will take. Several hours before that cylinder of oxygen on his back is used up. Well, 
Here we go. So long, sir. What do you mean, so long, Lieutenant? I'm following Tim in myself. Come along. Suppose the fire had worked into the stairs. Suppose they collapse. Well, then I'll never get my retirement pay. Your men are done in. Any extra hand on that heavy line will help. Let's roll. Quickly, the two men follow Tim in his weird-looking outfit inside the building and, coughing and choking, move toward the stairway. Through the tears caused by the dense, acrid smoke that billows down on them, they watch Tim start out. Chief, the flames are kicking the wall already up at the top of the stairs. Is that where Andy Parker is? He's more to the left. Collins may make it in time, though. Then let's get this hose up the stairs a bit. You can hardly see Tim for the smoke. <laughs> are you men at the nozzle? You up ahead of us. Pull the line forward, am I? That's it. Not too far, not too anxious now. You go too far up and you'll keel over. Come right down on top of it. That's about it. Colin seems to be close to those flames up there now. Let him have it. Hey, not too much pressure, not too much. You're not hitting a fire, you know. Just give him a protective screen of water. He doesn't have to worry about the smoke. Higher. Aim for the ceiling and let it drizzle down. You don't want to knock him off the street. Well, that seems to do it, Lieutenant. About as far up as your men can go. It's up to Tim, huh? Hey, look, Lieutenant. There he is. Yeah, nice work. He's got the boy. Don't hit him with a direct stream now or you'll spoil everything. He'll make it now, Chief. I gotta think of my men. All right. Get your hose. Drop the nozzle and get out of here. Right. Let's get out of their way. I swallowed so much smoke, it's going to come out of my ears for weeks. Easy does it, Collins. Just a few more steps. He can't answer you in that mass, Lieutenant. You can hoist your man Parker off his shoulders now. Yeah. Uh, I got him. We're heading outside now. You give Collins a hand and we'll be out before you know it. A moment later, the firemen are free of the heavy smoke. They stand around, still choking and coughing, but trying at the same time to gulp deep breaths of the air outside the storage loft. Tim alone has escaped its effects. And no sooner does he have the mask off his head, the equipment off his shoulders, than he says, Lieutenant, let me take Andy now. You and your men have enough to do to stay on your own feet. Uh, Chief, I'll take him over to the rescue truck and get our inhalator to work. I can manage by myself. You've got other things on your mind. At that point, Tim lost all track of time. His only thought was to get the rubber mask of the inhalator off his friend's nose and mouth to keep Andy breathing until he recovered consciousness and could do it for himself. And some time later. All right, steady, fella. Steady. Yeah, lie quiet. You're coming around now. That's it. Just a few more and I'll take the mask off. Uh, uh, no, no, no. This time you can't talk back to me, Andy, so you might as well stop trying. Attaboy. Okay, you feeling better? Okay, off she comes. Now, a few deep breaths. Attaboy. What are you trying to, trying to do? She choked me to death? Uh, you know, Andy, an inhalator looks good on you. Maybe you ought to be overcome by smoke more often. Uh, seriously, Tim. I remember getting to the head of the stairs and then, then blanking out. Did, did, did you get me down? Oh, nothing to it, pal. That's the way the rescue company earns its pay. Maybe I ought to see you get a bonus. Uh -huh. Thanks, Tim. I'll do the same for you someday. Let, let me just sit hey. up. Brother, isn't there anything that can keep you down? Only orders from the high brass, son. Oh, speaking of that, look who's coming. Well, 
how's your patient, Tim? You had a pretty narrow escape, Parker. Uh, he's raring to go already, Lieutenant. And I don't think the rescue company has any monopoly on courage, Chief Cody, after seeing this engine company in action. I'm mighty proud of the lot of you today, sir. Yeah, I just noticed, Lieutenant. Looks like everything's under control. I don't get another crack at it? Where have you two been? You think we're getting ready to secure? Oh, well, now I sit up and take notice myself. Yeah, it does look as though we're over. No more smoke from either the second story or the main entrance. That's because there isn't any more fire in those bales of rags, Tim. But the floor and the walls toward the back are still ablaze. Oh, say, that means the building next door is in danger. That's right. We've still got a fire on our hands. But all those men fighting it from below on the first floor, they're outside now. As I ordered them out, Andy. You'll see the rescue squad starting down the ladders from the second floor any minute. Uh, for Pete's sake, who's going to relieve them? You and me, Tim. I hate to ask you, but the others have taken quite a beating. You're still fresh. Oh, sure, sir, but why should you... Well, This is I... a job I wouldn't ask anybody else to do. Well, the job's almost done, isn't it, sir? If you've got those bales out, that means tons of water have already soaked that room down. That's the danger. Remember what we were talking about? Well, yes, sir, but nothing happened, Chief. How can you say using water on that fire was dangerous, sir? By now, those bales of rags have soaked up three times their normal weight in water. Chief Cody checked with the building inspector, Collins. That's a terrific load for that floor to bear. Well, the room was piled high with bales of rag. Now they're three times their normal weight. Oh, I get it. Using water has made it possible that that floor might collapse under the weight. That was the chance we had to take from the beginning. No one could say how the fire has weakened the floor structure. That's the chance we have to take. You understand? Yes, sir. Now I do. We've got to go right on pouring in water and all the time increasing the weight of those bales of rag. Yeah, kind of ironic, isn't it? That water, not fire, may endanger our lives. Yes, sir. That's the chance somebody has to take now. What do you say, Tim? Well, I say you and I'll take it, Chief Cody. We'll take it in our stride, too. Whatever you say the word. So that's the danger presented by the fire from the beginning. Bales of rags soaking up three times their normal weight till the fire-weakened floor fairly groans under them. There's plenty of danger ahead for Tim and the Chief, so be sure to join them for our next exciting episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, another important message for all of you. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a word for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. Here's a very simple suggestion for avoiding one source of fire in the home. Probably most of you have a portable heater of some kind for extra cold weather or rooms that are extra hard to heat. Now, that's fine as long as you treat them with respect. And remember, they can be a source of danger, too. Anytime you set up a portable heater of any kind, make sure it's in a spot where it won't be knocked over and that the cord to it is arranged in such a way that no one will trip over it. That's the simplest of all assignments. And yet it's the simple things that often make the difference between safety and a possible fire. So play safe. Until next time, this is Chief Cody saying, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll! <laughs> Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.